My major pain has, has been invisible. The mobility aid makes it better. It gives me freedom. It can get to the core beliefs we have about ourselves. Don't ever think you're alone. Welcome to Major Pain. I'm your host, Jesse Mercury, and I'm joined once again by my partner, Andy. Welcome back, Andy. Thank you. <laughs> um, it's been a while since we did a update episode about my health situation, and we just got back from a trip, and you know we love talking about our trips on the podcast. So oh, yeah. we felt like it was time to do an update episode. So here we are. Um, so yes, before we get into it, as always, I have to thank our Patreon producers who help make this podcast possible. Thank you so much to Steve Cavanaugh, Chris Fowler, Ensign Q, Trish O'Brien, and Hipster Leia. If you'd like to learn how to support this podcast, we would love your support to keep this show going. You can learn all about all the different ways to support this show at majorpainpodcast.com slash support. Okay. Yeah. Let's get into it. So, <laughs> this is going to be a little little tricky today. I'm I'm having a really rough day, which was kind of ironic because the whole idea of this podcast is to talk about how great I've been doing recently. <laughs> <laughs> I know, but this is the dynamic nature of chronic illness. Yeah, and I, you know, I'm learning stuff every day yep. about my illness still. Yep, totally. You know, I'm I'm still undiagnosed, so I still I I don't know how to categorize what I'm experiencing. And every time we have a new potential diagnosis, I find new framework with which to discuss my illness, which is maddening, Hmm. but we have a new one. You know, we have a new one again, which is uh, mast cell activation syndrome. And we are still looking into that as well as small fiber neuropathy. Um, Small fiber neuropathy, horribly named disease. It is not peripheral neuropathy. It's a completely different thing. Mm. And I am running into a lot of issues with my own doctors not understanding that difference. And I'm running into a lot of um, walls trying to get tested for it because nobody knows anything about it. Um, So just to back up a little bit, uh, I had a uh, dysautonomia testing, which is, you know, includes a tilt table test. Um, but I had the full dysautonomia panel, and the only thing that they found off in my dysautonomia testing was my sweat response. So part of the test was they uh, put like an armband on my uh, arm and then one on my leg. I guess that would be a leg band. Um, and they actually run chemicals through it to burn your skin and, and measure how long it takes for you to sweat. Yeah, And in one spot on my body, and they did several spots, in one spot, it took over 10 minutes for me to start sweating. And the normal was like two to five minutes or something like that. Mm-hmm. And if you hear any clicking in the background, we've got the oven going because yeah. Andy's baking some food over there. I am. Um, nobody cares about that stuff except for me. And I'm obsessed about <laughs> But Jesse cares quality. very much. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, so we found this delayed sweat response. And uh, one of my, uh, my, my diagnostician doctor... Um, has a medical student helping her and he's like really up to date on research and is he's he's like a huge part of what's driving my diagnostic process at this point and he's like yeah that could be a sign of small fiber neuropathy Mm -hmm. which would also explain like a bunch of your symptoms yeah um so we're trying to get testing done for that and i did some research about it and i was like wow this really sounds like me um including like intermittent inability to use your legs which is a huge one for me, Mm -hmm. Um, constant dizziness, pain. And then the big one for me that set off alarm bells of like, oh, wow, this is a really good lead is um, I have read this article of this guy with small fiber neuropathy talking about losing all of the hair on his legs. Mm. Um, And I have lost all the hair on on my leg below the knee on the outside of my leg on both sides. Mm -hmm. It's very strange. Like there's there's hair on my ankles, but not like above that. Mm Mm-hmm. It's really weird. So anyway, I was like, yeah, that's a really promising lead. Uh, And then mast cell activation syndrome. We've talked about uh, this before, MCAS. We just had a great episode recently with Pauline about about this disease. Mm -hmm. So I think people might be a little familiar with it who listen to the podcast. Um, But the big update on that for me is that I was started on medication called chromalin sodium, which is like these little squeeze bottles of liquid (laughs) that I squeeze into water. And I take them, um, at this point, I'm up to the full dosage. I take two of them four times a day. And, you know, I, I forgot to say, 
this is not medical advice. <laughs> I'm not a doctor. <laughs> yeah. This is my personal experience. Please do not take any medical action based off what you hear without first consulting your doctor. Okay. I've said that a lot. I know how to say that. Now. Wow. You got it down. Um, so when I first started this medication, I got really sick. Mm-hmm. And that was after months of doing really well for the first time in years um, based off of starting this whole cocktail of medication, including, you know, an anti-inflammatory um, heart medication, a beta blocker called metoprolol. Um, the anti-inflammatory I'm taking is called paroxicam. Mm-hmm. Um, let's see, I'm taking Lyrica, which is which I have since found out is actually one of the treatments for small fiber neuropathy, mm. which is really interesting. Um, and I started taking a bunch of supplements, including some mast cell stabilizers and some antihistamines, uh, because this theory of, you know, some sort of allergic response or histamine intolerance or something like that going on. We've had this story for a long time. I went on a low histamine diet and I took a huge leap up in how I was feeling. And then that's when we went to an allergist and he told me that he doesn't think I have histamine intolerance. He thinks that I might have mast cell activation syndrome. And that's why the low histamine diet is helping. That's why we started the chromalin sodium. I started taking that, got way worse. And it took me at least a month to slowly ramp up to the full dosage. And I finally got there about a week ago. Um, right in time to go on a big trip to uh, to go two places. First of all, I went to New York to Woo! see Andy, and then I went to um, Florida. Andy and I went together um, to to go to Chris Fowler's wedding, who yeah. is uh, not only one of our Patreon producers, but was on the podcast talking about pain research mm. a while back. Fantastic episode, and also a great friend of mine that I've known since uh, I, we met in high school. So. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, so if I finally got up to the full dose of medication, finally leveled off on this medication, and then I had this huge test of how am I doing on this medication yeah. of going on this trip. So, let's get into the trip. But before we do, Andy, why were we in New York? Why did I go to see you in New York? New York. <laughs> I have the I, answer. <laughs> I can't speak words. You came to see City Slickers too. <laughs> <laughs> yes i walked in the door <laughs> you walked into the apartment one of my best friend jillian was you know um at the apartment my best friend from middle school your parents apartment in new york yes and uh so we're all just hanging out having a good old time and um watching Actually, we did a double feature of City Slickers <laughs> 1 and then City Slickers 2. And uh, Jesse rolls in. He's had a long day at the airport, had to wait on the tarmac for 45 minutes. And he just walks in the door, which we'll get into because he did not bring his chair. Yeah. So he literally walks in the door and uh, looks at the TV screen. He goes, oh, City Slickers 2. I love that movie. <laughs> we just all burst out laughing. Um, but so let's back it up. Why were you in New York? Why was I in New York? I went to New York to do a two-week workshop of Afterwards, which is the show I was working on when I had my big vocal injury. And um, so this is the first time that I've actually had a um, kind of not that was two weeks is not long term, but a longer term singing gig since that injury, and also returning to this material, which is vocally really challenging. Yeah, and I was so nervous leading up into it. And, um, you know, I think when you have an injury, just learning to trust yourself is really hard. You had a tear in your vocal cords, yeah, it was a hemorrhage while doing this show in Seattle, yeah. And it wasn't due to my singing, it was due to. Uh, of this crazy sneeze I had on top of cords that were really tender because I had a sinus infection and I didn't know it and allergies and sneezing is dangerous stress yeah. and and also uh, the use you know I mean obviously I had been using my voice a ton because of the show but the the actual hemorrhage happened because of a sneeze um so anyway you know but but it was it was really emotional to come back to the material it was really emotional to just be able to try and sing without fear. And I did it and I felt amazing and and it felt so empowering and the presentation went great. And, you know, about a week in, I was talking to Jesse about it and we were just like, why aren't you coming out here? And so we looked to see how much it would cost to switch his flight um, out and how much it would cost to fly together to, um, 
Florida. And anyway, we looked at all of it and we're like, it's worth it. It's going to be worth it. So we did. And he came out for literally a day yeah. to see the presentation. And then we left and we went to Florida. And um, it's been great. Yeah. And I, you know, so I, I was doing really well before starting Chromalin and starting to not use the wheelchair as much. Mm-hmm. And... It was glorious. Like, there was a couple of days where I actually got on the treadmill and ran for a few minutes yeah. for the first time in years. Yeah. It's like my legs are working mm-hmm. on and off still. And every time I would do something like that, I'd take a huge dip. Sure. Um, but then I started the chromalin and I was back to using the wheelchair pretty regularly. L- legs not working so great. Um, but then I got to the full dosage and I evened out right before this trip. And I'm just like, screw it. I'm going on foot. <laughs> I just, because I knew that I wasn't, I knew that there was only a couple times where I was really going to need to walk. Um, and yeah. I, I, like I said, I'm having a little bit of a rough day today and I'm, I'm struggling a little with my words. I, no one else is probably noticing it, but me, but I, they're all hard. Yeah. Words are hard. Well, that's okay. Um, you're, 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 you're yeah. doing it anyway. That's kind of the point, right? It's yeah. like you show up and, and you yeah. do your best. So, yeah. So I decided not to bring the wheelchair. I, and I still like, it wasn't the smartest choice, but I really just, I had this feeling like I needed to try. Yeah. Um, so I just brought the cane, got myself to the airport. You know, I, I took, uh, how did I, how did I get there originally? I don't even remember. I think I took a bus to the light rail and then the light rail to the airport and then walk a short distance. Mm-hmm. But um, it's not that short. I mean, now right, well, the airport. Walk a short distance to get into the airport. Like, yeah, that's still like, not... It's not that short. For you, that, yeah. I mean... Yeah, walking from the light rail to the airport is a, is a significant distance. But then, um, you know, get to the gate, go through security, mm-hmm. and then walk to my, my terminal. Mm-hmm. And that was a significant distance. Mm-hmm. And I was like, okay, well, I'm still walking here, but it's getting a little hard. Yeah. Um, but I had this crazy experience. So, you know those, like, people movers at the airport? <laughs> When I was a kid, the walk walk a late walk a later walk a vader. Walk a later is what I call it, but I I don't think that's actually officially what I it's like called. Walk a moving, moving sidewalk or I like a I call it a people mover. Poop people mover. A pooper pooper people <laughs> people popper people. <laughs> don't poop on the people mover. <laughs> Do not. Yeah, that'll be there forever. Yeah. So, uh, when I was a kid, I remember seeing those things where like you just stand and they walk you straight forward. It's like yeah. an escalator for going forward. Yeah, I remember seeing those as a kid and being like, "Why? Wh- why would they build those? You know, mm. you could just walk that distance. Mm. You know, walking is good for you. Mm. Why would they build something that's so expensive mm. that you're literally just walking forward?" And then when I got to the airport to go to New York. Those things saved my ass. Mm. Like, I was starting to really struggle to mm. walk. Mm-hmm. And, you know, part of the reason why I took this huge risk of not bringing the wheelchair was I knew that at the airport where I was doing a bulk of my walking for this trip, mm-hmm. um, I could get a wheelchair from someone if I needed to. Mm. You know, they have them everywhere at the airport. I even had people offer me a wheelchair when they saw me walking at mm. the airport, um, which shows you that I was struggling a little bit yeah, sometimes. Sure. Um, and, you know, I was, I was leaning pretty heavy on the cane. Uh, but I really just, I just felt like I needed to do it without. Mm. So uh, those people movers, I'm like, oh man, I could use that. And I just stood on it and let me, <laughs> let it carry me. Um, and it was so incredibly helpful and it completely changed my opinion about those things. Wow, that's amazing. <laughs> um, so I made it to the, I made it to the flight, flew to New York. Yeah. Um, your, your dad had arranged a car to pick me up, which was super great. Mm-hmm. Um and then, you know, the next day, one, so uh, the other big walking thing I had to do on this trip was walk from your parents' apartment, um, like five blocks, uh, to where the, 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 what's it called? The presentation was happening. Um, and that's one where I, that really gave me pause. Cause you and I kind of talked through the trip right. before leaving. It's like, how much walking am I going to need to do? Right. Do I need to bring the chair? Yeah. Um, and that was the one that really gave me pause was yeah. walking from your parents' house to the, uh, yep. the venue where the reading was happening. Right. Because last time I was in New York, I did bring the chair um, when mm-hmm. we went to see Into the Woods on Broadway. Mm-hmm. And I ended up walking to Into the Woods and I barely made it home. Right. Um, I, you know, with the cane. And, and that was a slightly shorter walk. Slightly shorter. Yep. Yeah. So I was like, okay, well, if I'm having a bad day, right. I'm, I might get stuck. But it's like, you know, we'll take a cab. Yeah. So we just kind of thought through the whole thing and thought through backup plans. Right. 
Um, so I walked there yep. with you, yep. watched the presentation, which yep. was sensational. So good. And also, you know, I mean, your Andy's vocal injury was hugely traumatic. Yeah. And in ways that you are still sort of unpacking. Totally. And for the couple weeks, I mean, you were out there for two and a half weeks. Mm-hmm. Um, and for the two weeks, you know, before you started doing shows, because you just did shows the last couple of days. Mm-hmm. Um, every time, every time I'd talk to you, I'd say, how are you? And you'd be like, yeah, I'm good. <sighs> Things are going well. Yeah. With like no enthusiasm, no, <laughs> no, no belief behind your voice. Uh-huh. Just like I could just tell that you were just afraid. You know, mm-hmm. it's like, it's going good now, but will it go good tomorrow? Right. When will it, when will I break? Yeah. When will my voice break? Because that happened once. So now it like puts it in your head that it's possible. And that's really scary, you know? And I, I totally, absolutely 100% understand that. Um, so, yeah. So the the presentation was awesome. And I saw the very last one on the last day. Right. And you sounded incredible. Thank you. And also like the show has been reworked since I saw it last. And I, I've seen this show, you've been with the project for like six years, mm-hmm. and I've seen it at least five or six times. Oh, yeah. And it's been a different version every time as the, yep. the creators have been working on it. Yep. And they have done a huge rewrite since it went up in Seattle, and it's it's awesome. Like, they hugely improved it, mm-hmm. um, and there was just a really great feeling in the room. It was yeah. so exciting. Yeah. Um, and then you and I knew that we had to get on our plane to uh to florida so we walked back to your parents apartment yeah and that you know that was the walk that i was most nervous about yeah. is like the second one yeah. it's like after i'd already done it once uh but i made it you know nailed it i made it and at this point i'm starting to feel like kind of excited you yeah. know because you know since i got up to the full dose of chromalin i haven't had a chance yet to really try my legs out mm-hmm. um you know just because like the process of getting up to the full dose I just w- wasn't leveled out enough to really try. Yeah. Um, so then we flew to Florida and we went to St. Petersburg, Florida for the wedding, mm-hmm. which is such a cool town. Yeah. St. Pete. Yeah. Um, you know, before we, like the, we, we flew in late at night mm-hmm. and then the next morning we're like, let's go check out the neighborhood a little bit. Mm-hmm. So we set off walking what, and we're, we were staying on Central Avenue and, you know, downtown is on Central, and we were kind of by the freeway. Yep. So we're like, okay, well, let's just head toward down towards downtown and see what's here. And we walked, uh, I'd say like five blocks. Yeah. Um, having a great time, checking out cool shops, went to this amazing vintage store. Yeah. Um, and we realized... Wendy's I, I, Closet, if Wendy's you're ever Closet, there. yes. We realized way later that we had actually walked the wrong direction. <laughs> yeah. Okay. We were walking away from downtown, but yeah. there's like this other really cute neighborhood yeah. that we actually liked the best, I'd say. Yeah, yeah. Um, it was a happy accident. Yeah, and we, we hit a point where I was like, okay, my legs are not going to carry me any further. Right. Um, and I need to save some energy for the wedding that evening. So right. they have these, you know, rental scooters all over the place. Yeah. So we download this app. Uh, to, they have to rent a scooter, ones, which yeah, is really cool. Seated scooters, um, and that we were able to use that to get back to the hotel, which was so cool. Yeah, and I just like on this scooter with my cane in my hand. <laughs> yeah, totally. Um, and then we went to the wedding, got to see Fowler in person for the first time since forever. But <laughs> he he walked down the aisle to the Imperial March from Star Wars, <laughs> which was fantastic, in a black suit. Mm-hmm. Um, the wedding was at. A, the the St. Petersburg Shuffleboard Club. Yep. And when we got there, I'm looking around. I'm like, this is really familiar looking. Yeah. I've seen this Shuffleboard Club before. Yeah. I think this was in the movie Cocoon. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Which is one of my favorite sci-fi movies of all time. Yes. And of course, I have to look it up. I'm like, is this from Cocoon? And yes, Cocoon was shot in St. Petersburg, and then Florida. that was all Jesse could think about for the rest of the trip. <laughs> I was telling everyone yes, at the wedding, yes. I was like, you guys Have know you, that Cocoon was shot here, right? Not just everyone at the wedding, all of our Uber drivers. All of, and, have you seen Cocoon? <laughs> yeah. So cute. Oh my God. Yeah. The whole rest of the trip, it's all I could talk about. Um, we got to meet Allison, um, yeah. Fowler's now yeah. now wife. Yeah. The wedding was awesome. Was great. We had a great time. Yeah, it was wonderful. But uh, the, the huge thing for me health-wise at the wedding is that we were there for over six hours. Yeah. And that is, and I didn't even realize it. I'm just like having fun and hanging out. Yep. 
And I had like one drink at the wedding and I started to feel rough after that. Mm. I really need to avoid alcohol, Mm -hmm. you know? And with, with, if I have mast cell activation syndrome, um, you can't have alcohol. Uh, that it, it's high histamine, so you right. just have to avoid it. Right. And we experimented with that once before on our anniversary and shared a bottle of gin, and yeah. I was sick for a week. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, I, I haven't been drinking since my health flared up six right. years but ago you at weren't, all. you also weren't on the chromalin then, so I think... Right, I wanted to try. You, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I wanted to try. Which, and I, I was at my friend's wedding, I wanted to have yeah, a drink. Yeah, of course. And the drink was, was great. Yeah. Uh, it was uh, an old-fashioned, you know? Mm-hmm. And, with, and they had really nice, like, Woodford mm-hmm. whiskey. So if you're going to have... If you're going to have a drink, have a good drink. Absolutely. Um, but still, I made it six hours. And at the yeah. very end of the day, I crashed hard. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, but it was perfect. We were in bed. We we started watching the L Word Generation Q. Oh, man. It's so trashy hotel. and I love it. Yeah. Except that Jesse has a different name for it. <laughs> <laughs> so one of the characters is named Gigi. And Jesse, like, in a... <laughs> In a like flare stupor, like sometimes <laughs> when he's um when he's flared up and has like just sort of is laying around, like you get into this like goofy like I can't really talk or function, but I'm gonna make some jokes, <laughs> and you were like, "Who says? What about uh, Gio Bambino? Or what? Did, what did her you name call? is Gigi, but but something? Yeah." And and I thought they said Gio Babino. Yeah, yeah. And so anyways, he's like, and he literally. I was one like, where's Gio like, Babino? Gio Babino, Apologio, Apologino, Gio Babino. Someone, someone was breaking up with Gigi, and yeah. I was like, Mio Apologino, Gio Babino. So anyway, inside jokes that aren't that funny. Listen, but here's this is why it's relevant. <laughs> Because, and actually, we also posted a video, Jesse decided to post a video of him. He and I play this game, We I think we've talked about it on the podcast, but yeah. it's twitch or twerk, and when he's twitching, sometimes it looks like he's twerking, especially if he's, you know, standing. If I'm standing and, and like, leaning over. kind of, yeah, it's yeah. really cute, and and so, Like, anyway. if, I, if I can't hold myself up, yeah, like, in this case, I had one hand on a desk and one hand right. on my cane, and I'm leaning forward. And I'm having muscle spasms. Right, right. Um, and it looks like I'm twerking. Yeah. So the first time this happened, I looked over when Andy and I were together. I, was, I looked over him like Andy, Andy, twerk or twitch? Yeah, 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 <laughs> yeah, totally. And, yeah. And you know, it's just another. But I guess. And then he, you wanted to post a video of it on your TikTok, and I think showing that, yes, there are totally moments of this journey and of chronic pain and chronic illness that are very serious and are that need reverence and need patience and need, I don't know the, the weight that they deserve, Hmm. but also, especially when it's chronic and it's part of your daily life and routine, when you can find levity, when you can find humor or fun around within those moments, it's like so wonderful. It's like, there's a real gift in that, you know? And so, I just felt like Gio Papino <laughs> fell under that category. Yeah. So, um, yeah, if you want to see Twerk or Twitch, it's on oh, Major yeah. Pain TikTok totally. and Instagram and at Major Pain Podcast. Um, and um, that was like me in my suit coming yeah, home from the wedding. Yeah. And that was one of those, you know, flare ups where like we got home from the wedding to the, to the hotel. Yep. And I like, I couldn't get comfortable, you know, like I, yes. I, 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 I was like just like stuck, you know, I, yeah. really hard to get out of my suit and get in bed, yeah. even though we were already home. Yeah. Um, I had like a really nasty flare. Mm-hmm. But it was interesting because, you know, when, when uh, Fowler was on the podcast um, talking about pain research, um, he was talking about a lot of his research involves using VR as a, uh, a method of managing chronic pain. And, you know, knowing that I was coming to the wedding, he actually... Um, snagged a VR headset for me to try so I could mm. see what he was talking about. Mm. And it was great timing because I was in like a massive pain spike mm. from from having partied for six hours, which yeah. I have not done in years. <laughs> just want to say that again. Yeah. Um, so I, uh, once I finally got myself into some PJs and into bed, I plugged into this VR experience and it was so interesting. You know, like talk, talking about... Um, like I, I've I've loved distraction therapy. I've talked about this a million times. How 
it, when I'm in a lot of pain, I like to put on a show or play a video game or do something, listen to a podcast, do something that takes my mind out of my body because yeah. it makes the, the lying there in pain more tolerable. Mm-hmm. And that's like the whole theory behind this entire VR program that, that Chris um, has been studying. I call Chris Fowler. I call him Fowler. His yeah. name is Chris Fowler. Yeah. I call him Fowler. Or I call him Chris. Yeah. It's confusing. <laughs> um, so, so, yeah, I laid down to try it out. And there was a bunch of different types of programs on it. One of them was, you know, just sort of uh, showing you like a body and a nervous system and, and telling you to breathe and showing that breath entering the body. But you're in VR, so it's completely immersive. And it was so cool. It was so cool. I feel like the potential for guided meditation for chronic pain in VR is limitless. You know, like that really stunned me because I'm someone who really struggles to meditate. I'm someone who really struggles to kind of sit down and quiet my mind uh, with no prompting, you know, just by myself, especially when my body's screaming at me. But if I'm in an immersive environment where I'm looking at this like, you know, cool CGI nervous system that is with calming music and a calming voice um, and completely immersed inside of it, then I can really follow a guided meditation, you know? Yeah. So that was really cool and really helpful in my massively flared up state. Yeah. Um, and then there was a bunch of cool different programs. Like uh, my, w- one of them that was my favorite was this undersea experience. Mm. Uh, it was called like a whale encounter or something. And mm. you're like under the ocean and, animals are swimming by like sea creatures are swimming by and then all of a sudden this whale swims right in front of you Mm. and it's so immersive you know Mm. and you're like have this sense of awe Mm. from this massive creature Mm -hmm. but none of it's real but it but it gives you that feeling Mm -hmm. and yeah you're not thinking about being in pain when you see a giant whale swim in front of you um and then you know we we had it uh, the whole I had it to try the whole next day as well. And the next day I was trashed. I was mm. like, my body was trashed. But and we still. I mean, we went downtown. We had a meal. We tried. Yeah. Yeah, we, we, we did. We I went out in the big. morning, and then I very quickly crashed. Yeah, but you walked a pretty good distance. That's true. That's after, true. You know what I mean? Like That's we ended true. up calling a car halfway home. But yeah, and then I I had to lie in bed for like seven hours straight. The next day, yeah. After trying to go out in the morning just to recover from the wedding the night before, um, so it's not. I'm not like I'm not in the clear, you know. I'm not like out of this thing, but but, but then you picked up. But that then night. I picked up that night, and we went out, and we you went to this home. cool bar with, yep. with a bunch of the wedding people. Yeah. Um, we got dinner after with a whole bunch of people, hung out a bunch. Yep. Got to you know talk to um, Fowler's mom for the first time yeah. in a long time. Yeah. Um, and I I. You know, it was open mic night for speeches at the wedding, and I did mention the time that his mom saw me naked at a pool party at his house. <laughs> but then I talked to her, and she did not remember that. So I really outed myself. So yeah, I, I mean, I had to rest for like seven hours that day, but I bounced back and was able to go out, hang out, and have a good time and feel good in the evening. And that's huge, also. Yeah. Um, and throughout, you know, the latter half of the trip, it got harder and harder to stick to a low histamine diet. Mm-hmm. So I'm like cheating more and more on my diet. But also, we had amazing food. Oh my god, the food in St. Pete was awesome. <laughs> so good. Really, and actually, yeah. I would say for eating out for every single meal, because that's what we had to do. We didn't have like a kitchen or anything. Like, y- you did a pretty good job of staying low histamine. Yeah, yeah. And also, I mean, the whole purpose of taking chromalin sodium is to be able to eat more things and not have your, you know not have mast cell flare-ups from your food. Right. That's exactly why I'm taking it. And I'm finally at the dosage where I can find out if that works. And it's not like I can eat normal, but I can start to introduce things back into my diet. Um, And for the trip, it was like, you know, I can eat the things that are available and try my best to be low histamine, but that's not going to be as good as being home and cooking low histamine stuff for myself. Totally. Um, So so I feel like my food flare-ups were way fewer way less than I would have expected. Mm-hmm. And it was mostly like the uh, um, activity flare-ups, you know? Yeah. And that's, an, you know, I've been reading a lot about mast cell and, uh, you know, physical exertion can absolutely flare you up for sure. Um, but yeah, so it was it was great. The next day, which was our last day in Florida, which was yesterday, actually. You know, we <laughs> just so flew weird. back. I know, it's weird. Oh my God. Um, we were super lucky to be able to go hang out with, 
um, Allison and Chris for a little bit because, you know, they have so much family in town. Yeah. Got to see their house. Oh, it was awesome. And I think maybe the highlight of the whole trip for me was that last day just getting to, mm-hmm. you know, hang out by the water. Yeah, see um, their new home. See their home. Spend time relaxing. Out. Have some yeah. licorice spice tea, which was delicious. Very good. Meet uh, meet Fowler's dog. And such a sweetheart. Bunnies. And bunnies, yeah. So much fun. It was great. And yeah, there was this moment when we were, when we were sitting down by the water, you know, I like... We're sitting down on this ledge with legs dangling over, and it was time to stand up. And I was, you know, like that's often very difficult for me, like to get from a position like that to a standing <laughs> right, position. Right. And I had this moment, I was like, man, I don't know if my body's going to do this. And then I just like whipped up and did it. <laughs> and I was like, oh my god, I did it. Yeah, you know? it was incredible. And yeah. we were we were so joyful. And then and then we went to the pier and we had this amazing oh, meal. So like, good. It was just a great day, and then yeah. we went. Then we went to the airport, and we flew home, and that was yesterday. It was yesterday, and I did it all <laughs> on foot. You did, and you did, and today you were rough, and you you've been well, so disappointed. Well, today the thing is, like, I woke up feeling good this morning. Yeah, which absolutely shocked me. Yeah, I I had planned all day to do nothing but record this. Right. Um, and this only if I was up to it. You yeah. Know? Yeah. So. I, yeah, I, I had kind of planned to be sick, but then I woke up feeling well, and I was like, oh my God, this is so exciting. Mm. And then I took a really hot shower, because we're back in Seattle, it's really cold, and my, my, I couldn't get my legs to warm up. So I took a really hot shower, and I got so sick. Mm. And I, I got completely knocked out for like seven hours mm. of just like having to lie down and watch movies. Um, and I was so disappointed, you know, because I was doing so well. Yeah. But I did do a little bit of reading while I was lying down, and it mm-hmm. said that hot showers can flare up mast cells. Yeah. So, you know, so that was really interesting. It's like, that might be a trigger for me. Sure. Which, you know, I, my, my old, uh, my old uh, morning routine used to be mm-hmm. have, you know, like eggs and kimchi uh-huh. and toast, yep. green tea, yep. hot shower. Yep. And I've now had to remove over half of that. Yeah. You know, uh, we're now, I'm now thinking hot shower might be a flare-up. I have to take like a lukewarm shower. Mm-hmm. Um, sauerkraut or kimchi, which I used to have one or the other every day, mm-hmm. is, is an extremely high histamine food. Mm-hmm. I used to have nutritional yeast on my eggs every day. That's a high histamine food. Mm-hmm. Um, egg whites themselves are high histamine. Egg mm-hmm. yolks are okay. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's, that's a high histamine food. <laughs> Yeah. And tea is high histamine. Although I've been reading conflicting things about whether or not green tea is actually a mast cell stabilizer. Mm. So that's the number one thing I want to try to introduce back into my diet. Yeah. But overall, I, you know, that last day sitting by the water, you know, I had this real moment of like, I have come so far. Yeah so fast totally i am here doing this thing at yeah. the end of this trip still participating yes and that is just like light years beyond where i was just like six months ago massive yeah you know i mean seeing my new doctor she has not been able to find a diagnosis for me yet but she's opened up so many doors and most importantly mm-hmm. she's been very experimental with medication mm-hmm. and found things that have worked and mm-hmm. helped and, mm-hmm. and, you know, and I have, I've actually come up with a lot of them myself, Yeah, but she's very open to like, Saying Hey, yes. I'll, I'll write you that prescription. Absolutely. No problem. Yeah. Like I accidentally backdoored into realizing that, uh, um, anti-inflammatory was helpful Yeah, because it, I tweaked my back and I, I've told this story a bunch of times, but I tweaked my back and I was on ibuprofen for a week. Mm-hmm. And at the end of the week, I was like, why is everything better? Yeah. Right. You know, cause, and it takes a week for me yeah. to even recognize that. Right. And that was this real wake up call for me of like, you know, sometimes when doctors tell you, you have to be on medication for a while yeah. for it to work. Yeah. That's actually true. Yeah. And you're you learning know? now with the chromalin and, yeah. and also so many of the ideas have come from this podcast and absolutely, you know, I mean, this has just been an amazing resource and it's changed your whole life. And, um, it's yeah. been really cool to witness and yeah. So for for your from your from feather that <laughs> it's happening. Hey, here we go. I'm twitching. You got this. I'm twitching and stuttering. Um, from your perspective, yeah. What has the difference se- seemed like to you? Huh. Um. Well, what's interesting 
is that you have come so far in such a short amount of time. However, I feel like your improvement has followed a similar pattern for me in terms of my experience to your decline, Mm. which is that I didn't really even notice how much it was true until we were deeper into it. Yeah. Like it's that incremental thing that all of a sudden you're like, whoa, look at this milestone, you know? And when you started getting worse, I didn't notice for a long time. Yeah. And I didn't really know. I wasn't aware of how bad it had gotten in comparison to where it was. And similarly, now that you have been improving, I think it was like, all of a sudden, I'll be like, whoa, wait a minute. This is, and because also learning that it's consistent and that you're going to, it's not like all this, because you've had a few moments in the six years we've been together that you have had these like, oh my gosh, it's better. We found the answer. We found it something that's going to help for a couple weeks (laughs) or a month most tops. Yeah. And then there's just a shift and it doesn't keep, it it stops helping altogether. And you've had ups and downs on this, this part of the journey, but the improvement has been over several months and it's been consistent. And I really believe it, you know, and, um, and it'll be still ups and downs. And I know that, but, so to actually like see the improvement and believe it and like internalize it, it's it's still happening for me. I'm still like metabolizing it a little bit. Yeah, totally. It's really tricky because there is no we have no idea if it will last still. True. It's looking more and more like it is lasting. Yeah. And it's been months now. Right. Um, well, and, and it's like, it's not like this one thing that's the golden ticket. It's like, oh, this thing that helped. Okay. What about this version of this thing that's more potent or a different strain or is more specialized? Do you know what I mean? Like, it feels like we're mining towards something and we're getting closer. And, and that, that's a really encouraging thing. And we could be completely wrong. About what is helping and why, sure. which is well, so interesting. Because, but I don't think we're well, wrong about what's helping. No, well, what I mean is that, um, so I'm being tested for small fiber neuropathy, Yeah. which I didn't explain this earlier, but it is um, most common in diabetes and it can happen in a whole bunch of different diseases where your nerve fibers are damaged over time hmm. and shorten um, mm. because they're being damaged. Yeah. And you can actually see it under a skin biopsy. And that's what I'm trying to get done. Yeah. Um, but it doesn't necessarily tell you why it's happening. Mm. But it can tell you that you're having like systemic nerve damage. Yeah. Um, so that that is small fiber neuropathy. Right. Um, in a very basic term. And uh, I, I have read that one of the treatments is Lyrica. Uh-huh. So I, Lyrica was something that my doctor really wanted me to try. And, yeah. I, and I, I've been on it for a while. And I have no idea if it's helping. Because it takes months to ramp up. Yeah. So I'd have to go off for a while. Ugh, which we don't want to do. Which we, right no, now, it's no like, point. no, we're not, we're not removing anything no. until we find out how stable can I get. Totally. So that, that's one piece of it. Um, mast cell can, can benefit from anti-inflammatories. Mm-hmm. So can every single inflammatory disease on the planet. Yep. So we might be accidentally treating something and thinking it's one thing when it is in fact something else. Right. A low histamine diet is also like sort of an elimination diet Mm -hmm. because it's very eliminatory. What's that word? (laughs) It's, ugh. My words are, are, this is, this podcast is not going to last too much longer. That's all right. We got, we've got a good chunk. Um, Come on, brain. You can do this. What was I just talking about? Um, you're saying the elimination diet is very eliminatory. Or that's, no, the, yeah. <laughs> the low histamine diet. Sure. So, yeah, I really feel like that's helping. Um, and I think it's because of the histamine. And I've done I've done a straight-up elimination diet. I've done a low-copper diet. I've yep. done keto. I've done vegetarian. I've tried yeah. vegan. I've, I've tried, you know, so, so many diets. But yeah. this is the one where I feel like I noticed a real distinct... Yeah benefit right to my pain and right. my functionality yep. and 
when I was che- whenever I cheated on it, I'd get way worse. Right. And now I feel like going on the chromalin, that's gotten better. And that makes sense with yeah. mast cell. Right. And get, getting so sick after a shower makes sense with mast cell. Yeah. I also know from experience that that can happen with MS. You know, mm-hmm. you know, we had a great episode early on in the podcast with my college girlfriend who had MS, has MS. Mm-hmm. Um, and she's doing great now, which is fantastic. But, I, you know, I distinctly remember... Like part of her diagnostic process being like she took a hot bath and got really sick and told her doctor. Yeah. So when, you know, so I know that that can happen for, for more than one disease sure. as well. Sure. And th- that's why d- getting diagnosed is so freaking hard. It's really hard. And, you know, the, the allergist told me, he's like, hey, you know, all of your test results are negative mm-hmm. for mast cell. And right. that doesn't necessarily mean anything. Yeah. Right. Um, so I might, he says to me, I might never be able to actually diagnose you with with mast cell activation syndrome but i'm gonna start you on this medication and if you get better we're just gonna keep doing it yep and that that might be sort of like a soft diagnosis yeah or enough for me to like diagnose myself yeah but but i i get the impression that unless some of my test results come back positive right it's not enough for him to slap that label on it right but he can't dismiss it either which is interesting there are certain diseases if you test for it and it comes back negative there's no possible way you have it and this is not one of those absolutely it's interesting it's really complicated yeah 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 well and just a quick little update i want to give too is like um on on me (laughs) is (laughs) which I've been thinking about as you're talking because you know you're on all these supplements and you're so something that Jesse has really taught me is like sticking to a regimen and like sticking to something even if you don't see it helping right away which is something you you were talking about with the anti-inflammatory and just um like really being consistent and you know I I had been really struggling with my adenoma and the medication I was on for it and mm-hmm. the side effects of that and experiencing a lot of depression and anxiety. And, and that isn't something that I had dealt with previously. And it's was been so hard then with the vocal injury and all this other stuff that has happened in my life. I just felt really low and, and fatigued and overwhelmed and emotional and just completely buried by everything. Mm -hmm. And over the last few weeks, I have been doing so much better. And I'm, I know it has to do with a lot of different factors, but one of the main things is that I started taking vitamins every day (laughs) and hydrating and taking melatonin at night so that I actually sleep through the night and like leaning on all these things that I kind of in my mind was like, well, I don't need those things, you know, like, or I don't know, or I would start to do, but then I'd fall off because I didn't really know if it was helping. And antihistamines too. Yeah. (laughs) Sorry to interrupt your train No, no, I was just like antihistamines. Yeah, so I'm taking chromalin. No, I'm not taking chromalin. (laughs) (laughs) What is happening? I am taking, I am taking something you're taking. Quercetin. Thank you. Yeah. Quercetin. Which this was actually recommended to me by my my um, acupuncturist and our chiropractor too. Yeah, and the internet. Quercetin yeah. is a mast cell stabilizer, and it can right. be helpful for allergens. We're not doctors. We're not recommending no. anything. We're just saying this is something no. that we're both trying. Yeah, and I was actually told to take it for uh, immune health. Yeah, because I had gotten COVID twice in a three month period, yeah. and I and I really believe that the meds I was on for my adenoma were making my immune system just completely depleted yeah yeah and depression can really affect things so anyway the point is so i'm taking quercetin i'm taking vitamin c i'm taking vitamin d i'm taking inositol which is a supplement i talked about in my episode that has been like very helpful for my mental stability um and i'm taking flonase (laughs) (laughs) and um and i'm taking it consistently every day and it's really, I don't know. I don't know if it's that or if it's other things, but I really, I'm grateful for you as an example of like oh, sticking you. with something and, and I'm feeling a lot better and it makes things easier. It like makes me more able to support you and well, you're yeah, having and a low you, time. You went off of your Adnoma medication. Yeah. Which was destroying you. (laughs) It was. was. Awful. It was destroying me and I, it took a really long time for me to see it. Uh, yeah, and to the I, full extent, and that was tough for me to like 
I just wanted I I saw it. I know, but and I but uh, but I can't tell you what to do for your health. You have no, to decide. And you know there it wasn't a simple answer. It wasn't no, an obvious it's thing. Still not. It's, it's still not. not. It, yeah. I mean, it's tricky and there were motivations to stay on it that are complicated, but Yeah. Absolutely. I can tell but, now for, after being off it for, you know, almost 2 months now. I'm never going back on it again. Yeah. And, and I will say I was like sure you need to go off, yeah. but then you went off and it was lowering really your bad. prolactin yeah. and your prolactin shut up Sh- and then wait. that made you sick. Yeah. And then I was like, oh no, I pushed her in the wrong direction. I know. You know, I really felt like I yeah. messed but up. But now I've stabilized and I, yeah. and I think, I mean, I'm curious to see what my numbers will be. We're going to draw again in a few weeks, but I wonder if they've stopped, they've, they're hovering around where they were, which is still really high. But I think the the shift in my hormones happening so quickly also just like made yeah. my whole body be like, what the fuck? You know, yeah. like, so anyway, all to say that I, I think we're, something Jesse and I talk about a lot is this idea that sometimes when one of us is not well, the other one seems to be doing better or like bolsters themselves to like support yeah. the other person or, and then we flip and we kind we of get in this yeah teeter totter motion. And I think even though I know you have a lot of ebbs and flows and I still have some, um, I think we're in a space where we're like both doing pretty good. Yeah. And we've both been a little better finally. Yeah. And that's really it's nice. Been great. Like and, we've been and, having yeah. so much fun together. I know. And I really felt like our that that this most recent trip was like us getting to just It was so chill. Be pretty good together. And it that was, was really so nice. Fun and like I, I we had so much fun at the wedding, so much fun in St. Pete. Yeah. So much fun in New York, so much fun hanging out with Chris and Allison and Yeah hanging out with each other, watching movies on the plane. Yeah. I mean, it was just awesome. Yeah. And so, like, next week is Thanksgiving. Yep. And then at the beginning of December. Well, no, not next week. Oh, I guess a couple of days from now. In huh? two days. Oh, my God. Is it two? <laughs> so, yeah. Damn we always tomorrow. do this thing where we have Thanksgiving with your family, and then yep. we do a second Thanksgiving with my family. That's the way so. to do it. That's the way to go. <laughs> yeah. it. Um, cool. Which started when I used to work at Starbucks and I had to work Thanksgivings. Mm. So, my family just got used to doing Thanksgiving on, on, on an off day. day. Which is also a real yeah. gift, I have to say. Oh, yeah. I, I feel really lucky. We actually hit the kind of jackpot when it comes to family obligations on the holidays because yeah. your family's super chill and they're happy to have Thanksgiving on a different day as long as we do it. So, and my family is much more like tradition oriented or they're like, we always do it this way on this yeah. day. And that's also beautiful, but I really love that both exist. Absolutely. And so we get to like be with them. And then, you know, your family is completely Jewish. Yeah. So they're not worried about Christmas. And so we always, we don't have to worry about like, who, where are we going for Christmas? You know? And, and my mom is Catholic and we always celebrate it with her and my family. And what's your word for being, uh, cashew, cashew, (laughs) Catholic and Jewish. (laughs) Or are you thinking an interfaith family? Interfaith. Okay. (laughs) But, Cashew is better. <laughs> anyway, yeah, so... You're, you're yeah. interfaith Jewish Christian. Catholic. And yeah. Catholic. And my family is just all all, all Jews. Yes. Um, although, you know, um, extended family, not, not the case. Sure. Um, but, uh, yeah, so, I mean, it really works out because we know, I, you know, if we had to, like, trade off Christmases, uh, we don't have to do that. No, but, we don't. Yeah. It's yeah, great. and Hanukkah, you got plenty of days in there, so we can all celebrate. Oh yeah, yeah. oh yeah. Um, but yeah, so your your parents are taking us to Disneyland <laughs> at the beginning of December. Yeah, which is like in a week. I, that's so crazy. <laughs> I that's know, so crazy. I know, I know. So we will have stories for our bonus episode this we'll month. We'll have so many stories. Um, I'm gonna I'm gonna push the bonus episode a couple days so that yeah. we can go to Disneyland and then talk about that on the bonus episode. Perfect for all the the Patreon community, which is gonna be awesome. Yeah, and that is a hundred percent taking the wheelchair. Like I cannot do Disneyland oh, on please. foot. Please, yeah, absolutely. So I'm going to get to experience Disneyland in a wheelchair. Yeah, and I, you know I I grew up going to Disneyland. I grew up in San Diego. We went to Disneyland all the time. Mm-hmm. I haven't been. In a really long time. Yeah. You know, I haven't been since I flared up for sure. Yeah. Because I just haven't physically been able to. Yeah. And now that I have a wheelchair, it's like I have the option to do something like that. And I think that with a wheelchair, you might get to go to the front of some lines. 
I'm yeah, not sure I, about that. We're, we got to learn a little more about. We're going to find out. Yeah. We'll tell you on the yeah, bonus yeah. podcast. Yeah. So um, I have to say, coming up very soon on the podcast, I just recorded a really great conversation with my friend Eva, who is um, an occupational rehabilitation counselor, and I learned all about occupational rehab, which is a government service where people can help you um, to keep your job if you have a, a disability or to find a job um, with a disability. I, I knew nothing about any of this, and it was absolutely fascinating. So I'm going to be sharing that conversation with you real, real soon. Um, and then I've got a ton of recordings scheduled. I'm so excited. So many people interested in sharing their stories. So we're going to be you know doing what we always do on this podcast, sharing people's stories of chronic illness. Um, I, I'm going to try to keep episodes coming out every week through the holidays. I'm not exactly sure what that's going to look like. Um, you know, we just mentioned we got a couple trips coming up. I have scheduled everything, uh, all these trips, it just kind of worked out where I'm going to be in town on the days where I'd need to be here to get the podcast out on the normal days. Uh, but if I have rough days, you know, there's no, no accounting for that. Mm -hmm. So, um, if I, if I have to skip a week, I will let you know on social media, um, Instagram and TikTok at Major Pain Podcasts. And of course, I'm still on Twitter right now at Major Pain Pod, although I have not been feeling good about Twitter <laughs> with the whole Elon God. Musk takeover. I'm curious if people are moving over to, you know, Hive or Mastodon or anything like that. So if you are, let me know. I'm curious to hear what people are moving to. Um, so yeah, we got a lot of great stuff coming up. Make sure you're subscribed. And any, any, any last thoughts, Andy? <laughs> Thank you all for listening, and uh, we'll be back real soon. Alrighty. Thanks for listening to this episode of Major Pain. I'm Jesse Mercury, your host and the producer of this podcast. Artwork by Egg Salad Salad. Our theme music is the song Time Machine from my sci-fi synth-pop album, available at jessemercury.bandcamp.com. Send your thoughts or questions to our email address, majorpainpodcast at gmail.com. You can also use that address to find us on PayPal. Tips are greatly appreciated. Don't forget to leave a positive rating and review on Apple Podcasts or the podcast platform of your choice. Find more information about this show or leave a comment on any episode at our website, majorpainpodcast.com. Major Pain is supported by listeners on Patreon. Thank you to our $2 per month supporters, our $7 per month patrons Naomi Adele Smith, Sunny Roberts, Laura Stevens, Brooke Walters-Schmidt, Kelsey Madsen, All Around Foundation Waterproofing, Danielle Signorelli, Alexandria Henderson, and Justin Minnick. And our $25 per month producers, Steve Cavanaugh, Chris Fowler, Ensign Q, Trish O'Brien, and Hipster Leia. Learn how you can support the show while receiving special recognition, gifts, and monthly bonus episodes at patreon.com slash majorpain podcast.